Well, hello to our new listeners. Thanks for joining. And to our returning guests, welcome back. Welcome to Season 6 of the Morosible Podcast. My name is Mo. In this season, like you've been used to, get ready for more amazing stories, more inspirational stories to help you set your stories free. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes, as well as to build communities around important salient issues that affect all of us as humans. So on this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured here are by people whose journey I am partly inspired by, as well as challenged by, but most importantly, people whose courage and vulnerability have afforded us an opportunity to hear their life stories. And I hope you find them as inspiring. Now enjoy the show and don't forget to share this episode and the other ones. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to this episode, one of a kind episode, actually, of the Merciful Podcast. My name is Mo. I am the host of the show. And today I have the honors of just, you know, doing something amazing. As you all know, this podcast, one of the things we strive to do is to connect people, you know, have a greater sense of connection. And today is going to be a full definition of that. With me in the studio today, I have not just one, but a dyad, a husband and wife, um, the Adosians. Um, William in particular was born and raised in Indianapolis, and he graduated from Indiana State University, where he studied African and African-American studies. He described himself as a son of God, a follower of Jesus, a husband. He's also a father-to-be, so congrats are in order. He's a poet, a human rights activist, an occasional dancer, and a music junkie. He has a passion for BIPOC and other marginalized communities. His goal is to ensure that the voices of the people are heard and empowered. Everyone join me welcoming Haley and William Edozian to the podcast. Hello, lovebirds. <laughs> and um, Haley, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, yes. Uh, so, so I'm Haley. Uh, Will and I have been married for almost a year now. Our son is about three years old. Um, and yeah, we've been <laughs> so you're ready to pop. It could actually happen anytime from now. We need to hurry then. <laughs> oh no, like, no, no, no contractions. No, no contractions yet. But uh <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. You're glowing, glowing peacefully. That's that's really nice. Congratulations. And in the studio I also have um some amazing people who will be helping with the cultural piece of it. For those that don't know, I'm Yoruba. Yoruba is one of the tribal groups in Nigeria. And um William as we'll come to explore his story. He belongs to the evil tribe. So we have to do things in a very culturally specific and you know, appropriate manner. And to do that, you know, some of the events we're going to be having today, I have, you know, two wonderful people that I reached out to yesterday, actually. So, so last minute, and I want to thank them. I have Amy um, of Amy's Place and her lovely meat pies. Amy was on the podcast, you know, some days ago, if you guys remember. And I also have Dr. Oti Tochko Iwachiko, one of my esteemed mentors. And so I just want to thank you both for um, tuning in today. All right, so let's just, you know, get into it. And I have someone joining the studio now. She's an actual Igbo princess. You know, her father is a king. And so I, she's a princess, even though she would probably have my head for saying this. 
Um, this is Angela. I have shared a story on the podcast. She's also of evil um, ancestry as well. And I did ask her to come on the podcast. So thank you so much, Angela, for hosting the invitation. Now, um, William, I know when I reached out to you about the questions, I talked about Marcus Garvey. And yes. you were kind of taken aback. Like, how did you know that his you know, story informed my journey? I didn't know that. Like, I told you it was a Holy Spirit. Because <laughs> I, I just wish, because I mean, how would I have known that? You know, that was someone you're very passionate about and really through yeah. his work with you and I. Um, again, Holy Spirit, he's such a great concept. Um, well, he had this vision of empowering people. He was Jamaican descent. He had this yep. back to Africa um, um, movement that he started. And your 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 reclaim of identity kind of aligns with you know his own journey as well because. You both mm-hmm. emphasize the significance of understanding the historical context of oppression and also the power of choosing one's identity for liberation, right? And I know that in your work in working with um, marginalized community, which is so passionate about, how do you see this journey contributing to your work? I had a lady on the podcast whose episode I shared with you, Mrs. Um, Suzette, Suzette Vernon, and we had talked about how there was this anger that she could, that she had before of just not feeling like she belongs somewhere. But the moment she was able to do her DNA ancestry, and it came at, at a later stage in life. She was in her 60s. It was COVID. Her mom had passed away. There were so many things falling apart. And this was like a gift that was sitting in her email for the longest. She never opened the results because she didn't care about it. And then everything finally aligned and something broke down inside of her. Like she knew that her history didn't start with the US slave route, that she had a history bigger than this. So for you, how do you think this has really been for you, especially with your work in empowering marginalized communities? I know for me, it's been, <laughs> I'll say outside of, you know, like marriage and like following Jesus, like it's been the most important journey of my life. Um, even with Marcus Garvey, I mean, we mentioned him before. Um, I, I mean, so I started studying Garvey in my high school days. So my sophomore or junior year. And so just reading his works. I mean, I was given uh, one of his books by, by, one, uh, by one of my mentors at the time. And so I would, I would skim through that and look up some of his uh, speeches, even on YouTube, like his audios, because he was a 20. So they didn't have like live recordings of like his actual, you know, but just with that and just really being captivated by his message, by his words and the way that he spoke about, you know, like back to Africa, back to, you know, our roots and like a person with no roots has no future. Um, and so for me, um that importance of like again as i mentioned earlier um i've struggled with like who like with identity who or like like with who am i what's my place on this earth what's my place in society and i feel like you know with this journey god and garvey have given me that and have started me on that and even with my good friend tj and even my wife Haley and other mentors in my life who were on the same tip of, you know, empowerment of like black, you know, you know, excellence have <laughs> instilled in me that sense of greatness. And, and especially with growing up with where I grew up, I mean, having a sense of belonging and a sense of empowerment is hard because you're surrounded by, you know, so much like depravity, so much, you know, hardship, so much heartbreak. And just seeing things in my own household, um, I needed that sense of belonging, that sense of empowerment. And so this to me was like, I, I made the silent, um, what's the word silent um like that silent vow to myself that pledge to myself of i will give my life for this because this is a part of who i am this is what god has given me so i hope that makes sense oh uh, yeah it does it really really does 
and you've talked about your faith a lot, which I'll talk about. I would um, um, explain a bit. But um, I'm also curious to know, now that you found this new um, set, almost like, yeah, I mean, the greatest thing was giving your life to Christ. You know, I, I imagine that was probably one of your favorite days ever. And the best decisions you've ever made, you know, apart from marrying your wife, that is. This is like a second chance at life. Almost like you now have this newfound identity. Now, for those who might be hesitant, like in the Black community, because the way I see it, living here in the U.S., I've learned more about myself as a Black person because I didn't know how Black I was until I moved to the U.S., where, you know, things are divided in colors. And I've learned how to be humble about it. Like, as a Nigerian, I took so many things for granted. But coming here and really, like, you don't know about slavery until you, I would never know what slavery was like because my ancestors didn't go through that. But that said, the way I was in Nigeria and the way I am now is so different. I do have a better understanding of it, even though I wouldn't know like the full understanding of it. And that has humbled me in creating space for my African-American brothers and sisters and just helping them get excited about what it means to be Black. You know, I'm very willing to share about my culture because I live here, but I still pine for home. I know where my home is, even though mm-hmm. I know that every time I go home, I never feel quite Nigerian enough and I would never be American enough, but I still have a home. But yeah. Imagine just how disconnected my feel, not to, to know that your story, your genetic blueprint tells you a story, but there's no connection. There's nothing speeding it. And, mm-hmm. and so when as a black, as an African person, I'm faced with an African American who might be hostile to me, it's not me that being hostile to sometimes. I've had to understand that I'm a reminder of something that, you know, is, is, is almost like they don't have. And how am I helping them? How am I helping the matters? You know, so I've been learning a lot about just cultural humanity and, being open and being understanding and learning more about just the history of injustices, of racism, mm-hmm. of slavery. And and I'll tell you, that's a whole lot for an African to handle sometimes. As a matter of fact, the easiest thing is just to walk away and go back home yep. <laughs> and not deal with the chaos. But I'm learning a lot and it's heartbreaking for me to hear some of the things I hear and see some of the things I see. Because whenever we talk about, and even growing up, you hear a lot of derogatory terms we give to African-Americans which, you know, you just grew up hearing. It was something you inherited from those around you. Oh, those people, you know, they're this, they're that. And I know those things go both ways. You know, they have African-Americans who say things about Africans. But now is the time where we can start thinking about reconciliation. Yeah. So for Blacks like you who might be um, on this fence about what's the importance of it, because I can imagine, maybe Haley can also chime in on this, the Williams before and the William after, what are some of the highlights of the importance of knowing one story and even if they might not have the space to navigate it like the way you're doing, because I, I don't I don't think this is the path for everybody. As a matter of fact, some might even venture into communities that might harm them more than good. So do it prayerfully and do it respectfully and make sure you find that safety in others. But um but for you, I'm glad is you know it's turning out well and I and I know it's it, this is just the beginning of the progress you're gonna make. But for those who might be sitting on the fence or don't even understand the utility of it. What are some words of wisdom and just taking from your personal experience of how this has really, you know, changed your life? It, <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Black Panther? Have I seen it? I'm just curious. I'm just how many times? <laughs> yes, I'm just curious. So, yeah, so. So for me, um, seeing it for the very first time in theaters uh, all those years ago and seeing the character of uh, Killmonger, um, there was a scene in the movie where where he went into the ancestral land. And even though he was there, he was still disconnected. Um, 
because him and his dad were still in that they were they were in the ancestral one yeah but they were still in that apartment that they were at in uh, oakland california and that show that disconnect of even though like we're african by blood by heritage there's still that disconnect of like of you know between you know like here in the continent and just the cultural to or uh, get the culture too and um and his dad had said to him in the movie he he reflected on his actions of like look what i've done i should have brought you back home when i had the chance and then killmonger in tears you know he in reply he um in in, in reply said maybe hit your home that's lost maybe you know maybe that's why they can't find us but it's like Kilmoga was a very complex character, but like what he said in that it's like, you know, I consider us as African people here in America, like the lost tribe. Um, not to say that like, you know, that like we, we aren't, you know, like we have no hope or anything like that. Of course not. I'm saying that like, because of like the history of slavery, enslavement, racism, you know, we, we were stripped and so we had no choice but to be lost. But there's also um, a sense of like, of hope because of, you know, of course, God, you know, you know, like, you know, Christ, but like, because we have the resources now to actually reconnect um, a lot more than what we did back in, you know, like the 20th and 19th centuries. And so for me, like having the blessing of ancestry DNA, um, having the, um, having the, the blessing of the internet, having the blessing of, of uh, social media even, and just how easier it is now like to read books. I mean, I'm still like a physical person when it comes to books. I like to have like a physical copy, but it's like, we can just easily just like, I mean, we have our smartphones for uh, for a reason. And so I use that all the time to research, to look up stuff, to, you know, to read. And so for me, it's been, it's been that level of like, <sighs> trying, to, trying to put in, in the in the best words I can. It's been that, um that sense of urgency of like you i mean it's like you have all this at your um at your fingertips so like now it's time to like you know to kick it into gear and to help enlighten and empower as many black and brown sisters here and brothers here as i can of like yo like this is your hair like this is your heritage like we aren't you know like we aren't just you know like these ghetto hoodlums we aren't just you know like these hood folks i mean like i mean like yes i mean like we're from these communities and it's like our culture there is powerful but there's more to us other than just this and it's like, when you talk about, even though like growing up, I've heard, you know, like, you know, different black people talk about, you know, Africa in like the negative sense, because we've been so conditioned, you know, of seeing Africa as like, you know, as like primitive, seeing Africa as like, you know, as a non, you know, entity of seeing like our our, our contributions to this world as like, as scarce. And like, you know, hearing stuff like, you know, there, there was this terminology like African Buddhist culture, quote unquote, and it's just like, but that shows that disconnect that we've had in like in the, in 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 a system of like oppression. Yeah, self hatred. Yeah, self hatred. Totally oppression. And so for me, it's been it's always been my focus. Even even in high school, like I mean, there's a term like like that we use called woke, and it's like I and it's like for me, I've always been been that. I've always been conscious. I've always been woke ever since high school. Even like before was you know like the new thing. You know, yeah. Yeah, thing. And yeah, right. And because of that, and because of that often was like teased talked about you know people mocking me of like you know like like they were they were saying stuff like they were they were saying stuff like such a preacher stuff up you know like oh you're 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 or, 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 or you're one of them brothers and all that and just like yo like this is my history like i'm not gonna be you know like this non like enlightened person like you know i'm me and it's like i want to help you know like love you guys and help you know like educate as best i can and so 
you. Thank you. Um, Haley, I don't know if you want to chime in on just the differences you've seen since you started working this path. As far as what, like just, yeah, the differences you've observed in him. All the differences around him. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay, yes. yes. Okay, great, 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 okay. Um, I remember when, because uh, before changing his name to Ed of V, it was Manning. And I remember when he um, um, was learning like where the name Manning came from and learning the painful history with that last name. And uh, a lot of, um, because there were so many generations of separation of families over and over again during the 300, 400 years of enslavement, Mm -hmm. a lot of African-Americans kept kept the enslavers' last names as a way to reconnect with family. Right. Okay. Yep. If I, you know, okay. If I, if I keep this last name, even though it's connected to all of this trauma, uh, I might be able to connect with my loved ones because that, that there were so many generations of just separation of loved ones. Uh, with him learning about that painful history and seeing him process that and walk through that, but then also, um, I'll also asking the question, do I need to keep this name as a means of survival, right? Because mm-hmm. for, for his family, that what that was there was the time period where that keeping that name was needed as a means of re of reconnecting to lost family. Yep. And now that it's been a, a couple of generations now, now down the road, it's like asking that question, is keeping this legacy and the you know that this this name is still necessary and watching him you know really make that decision of now now it's important to reclaim the first thing that was stolen which was his his, his family's name and and that and that and that reconnection and seeing that um him not only giving himself that gift, but giving his children that gift as well. Um, it, it, it's been beautiful. I've seen an increase in confidence. I've seen, um, uh, like, like people, oh, Ed Ozzie, you know, like, uh, like that's, that's a unique name. Where does that come from? And being able to share, and it gives it, yeah. being able to share the story yeah. Yeah. and, you know why? You know, it, 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 and also the meaning of the name of God directors. That's how, how how God has been with His family through all of it, and yep. seeing all the suffering, and seeing, and, and, but but also seeing the triumph and the growth. Uh, and, and so it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful. Um, it, it's really been like that. There's it, it's. Uh, there, there's even a difference in the way that he carries himself with uh, now having this name. It, 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 it's been absolutely beautiful. And then now, even, and now it's my name too. So it's great. <laughs> I even thought about, yeah. And I've even thought about changing my last name as far back as high school, like at various wow. times in my, like throughout that time, but I never knew how. 
I never knew like the process or how to do it. And, and of course, as a, you know, as, as a, as a high school student, I didn't have the funds for it. So oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't know specifically where in Africa that my family was from because we're so like far away from the, yeah. yeah. And so I give all credit to my friend TJ. He's, he's the goat. With this. <laughs> well, thank you to this TJ. You brought up his name many times. The one with the genealogy records, the one who helped you with the DNA ancestry kit. So kudos to TJ. Sounds like a very solid yeah. guy. Um, yeah, well, and, and with researching gene, gene, genealogy yeah. records. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that, that like the combination of both of those. Yeah, he, yeah. And then also yeah. understanding. I, I think the Evo people group made up like fourteen to sixteen percent of those enslaved in the u.s and so kind of trying to understand even where like where you see parts of ego culture uh, uh, and uh. american culture and, and the stories yeah. of resistance um what was with the ego people you know what was ego people in the united states uh and, and learning that history and yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Thank you for that. So let's talk about your faith. I remember I met you at the Assemblies of God International, um, Kaiofa International, which is like a conference for international students. And right. we were in the same platform. And I, this is my first impression about you. Very deep and focal. Like the way you talked about racial relations and faith in such a, on Oprah, I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you had, and this was, you know, um, before BLM and all that, but even your thoughts before then it was like, my, this is quite bold, but it was the way you always took it to the Bible. And for me, that was humbling to see because I hadn't really considered the depth of it. And I know I haven't told you this before. I want to say I appreciate you for that. And I decided to follow you on Facebook and I know you've been very, very consistent, just always taking it back to faith. So, you know, what Jesus died on the cross for. And, and it's just the simplest message of salvation but also knowing that regardless of what you are or what color you look like, like we are all uh, the same under the eye of God. And and I just want to say, you know, that's very, very reflective. But you've talked about your faith a lot. Now, I imagine that even from the purpose, from the steps of reclaiming your identity, that has yeah. been a huge, you know, um, role, especially, you know, the consolation part of it. You know, the Holy Spirit being a, a comforter. Um, I can't imagine it's been quite an easy work when it comes to holding on to faith, especially in the face of so many things going on. Yeah. What has that been like for you? And can you just um, stress what your relationship with Christ is like and all that kind of fancy stuff? It has been, <laughs> in every sense of the word, it's been a journey, like in all caps, a journey. What I mean is that it's been, it's been rough. It's been hard um, because here in the U.S., I mean, even though I grew up going to church, I grew up, you know, like knowing about God, knowing about, you know, the Holy Spirit, knowing about Jesus. I didn't know them intimately. And I'm thankful for my background. I'm thankful for, you know, my mom instilling in me that foundation. But um here, here in America, it's, it's so hard because so many, like, it's like whenever you see, you know, like a picture of God or of Jesus, it's of like a white, you know, person with a, you know, like a long, you know, beard and all that. And, you know, like so many brothers brothers and, and sisters telling me and saying in general and understandably so, like Christianity is, is white man's religion. And when you're presented with that narrative, when you're presented with like just like the other faith here in America, of course you're going to think that, and it's understandable. So it's like, I never, ever get, get mad at them for that at all. But like, for me, like it started 
it really started for me like with my heritage in 2016 because in 2016 that's when everything blew up through the roof in this country you know the uh, the campaign of of uh, donald trump and you know like the civil unrest with like blm um which i've always i mean again i've always been you know conscious i've always been woke but it's like i felt like when i came to the faith so i gave my life to jesus in 2013 but um i felt like with where i was um i felt like i had to put my heritage and my you know and my culture to the side i had to bury it i felt like because of the kind of like the because of the, the kind of environment that i was in um and it's so like disrespect to where i was it's just like when you're given that narrative and that aurora of culture you feel like you know you as a you know as a black person or as any like any any bipoc person you feel like you have to like you know you have to assimilate or you have to like become you know like white evangelical and so for me when everything blew up in 2016 and I saw some of the hypocrisy from even, you know, people within my community, I was like, I was like, bug it. I'm going to, I'm going to say what I want to say. <laughs> and so, but with that, like, I suffered a sense of like faith crisis. Um, from 2016 until well into 2020, just always like concerning myself of like, God, do you really like, like, why am I here? Like, why am I, you know, like, why is this happening? Like, can you help point me to resources like is the faith the white men's religion and um and and the guy who 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 discipled me in uh, college gave me a book called return to glory power Stirring of the black race <laughs> he gave me that book in 2016 and when i read that book it was like it was like an atomic bomb blew up in my mind because it was like history of like of not just like blacks in the bible mm -hmm. but like blacks in history with that and how it like connected that and this is like so many so many contributions and so many people within scripture who are black who are people of color you know and i was like why well, wasn't i presented to this when i was a child or before like it took and 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 the thing is like with where i was in ministry we had nothing on our on our on our on our book list of anybody that was black and so for him to give me that book and for me to read it it was like <laughs> Like, oh my goodness, and so, yeah. yeah, and um, and so I made it my personal mission, my personal goal to dive into like, you know, like pastors, theologians, writers, authors in history, um, both in, both, I mean, both in the faith and um, any of like non-believers, you know, to really truly like dive deep because I'm a reader. I love to read. I'm a voracious reader. And so just diving into books and like diving into like my her heritage and like making those connections between those, like what they were saying in, in my identity as not just William, but as, you know, as my black African self. And I feel like throughout that journey, God was like, I made you black for a divine reason. I made you who you are. Like you come from greatness and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Like that lie of like, you know, to just preach the gospel. Like this is the gospel. Like faith is the gospel or not faith, but, um, but your heritage, your culture is the gospel because he, I mean, right, like he made it. And so, yeah, it's, been and so now it's like i'm in a place where it's like i know who i am i know whose i am oh. and i don't have to like confine myself to like a specific dogma or like structure of things because god is my dad you know it, it, yeah, it's like a see him as dead and so for me it's like my faith is my own and so yeah i love that i know who i am and i know whose i am and i've just bookmarked that book i'm actually gonna read it don griffin right return to glory the story of the powerful story of the black man is that the book uh, you're yep. talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's by yeah. uh, Don B. Griffin Don, and yeah, uh, Joel A. Freeman. Joel Freeman. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Um, wow. 
I just wanted to sit in a moment about just, just talking about your faith. And it's just amazing how God meets us at the point of our needs and knowing that nothing is coincidental when it comes to him. So thanks for that reminder. So um, you guys got married recently. Congrats. And Thank you. Um, <laughs> Haley, you met William Manning, but now you're with William Odozian, so you can see you've been married twice. <laughs> <laughs> you lucky girl. <laughs> so, and then you also have your son almost here, Isaiah, like if I, if I recall, that was the name. Congratulations. Um, how Thank would you. you say, you know, I mean, having a son, that's almost like, that's a new generation right there. And with that, you're passing love traditions, you know, your values, your heritage. What are your hopes and aspirations for your son in terms of embracing his cultural heritage and understanding his ancestral roots? But before you answer that, I'm curious to know from your family line, how have they been responsive to this cultural shift? Because I imagine there's been a separation by the name, but has that also mm-hmm. caused some separation in your relative ability to connect with them? And if yes or no, maybe if you're able to talk to us about that and then also talking about the hopes and aspirations you have for your son, as far as that journey of self-discovery and embracing just this newfound heritage you provided yeah. for him. Yeah, so with my family, um, so my mom's side of the family was, you know, they were, you know, they were, they were, they were very uh, receptive of it. They were happy for me. Uh, my dad's side at first, initially, just with like a couple of members, um, uh, mainly my aunties. Um, at first, they were kind of like, "Why are you changing your last name? Like, are you changing it because you're mad at your dad?" And and this and that is like, even though my dad, you know, there's like trauma there. Like, he has nothing to do with that. <laughs> like, I'm changing it because of what I've discovered and what I am and, and, and what I am discovering of my heritage and of our heritage because like, this is our lineage. You know, I was able to trace, you know, my or this side of my family, my dad's uh, um, my dad's side of the family, like three generations before. And so, and that's why I found out, you know, where the, um, where the enslavement came from. And so at first, um, with my, yeah, with one of my aunties, um, you know, she didn't quite understand until like one of my cousins had to, had to um, explain it. And now, you know, she's very receptive of it and she's happy for me. And, um, another one, not so much, but I mean, Hey, everyone has to process it differently. And for me, I mean, you know, I'm getting mine and I have, you know, I'm, and I've reclaimed it and, and, um, and, and I am reclaiming it. And, um, but with our son, we, we, we really try to honor, uh, the, um, uh, especially his father's side of the family. Yeah. Because the, the history is painful. Yeah. And, and, and it's not to diminish all the strength and resilience to, um, to continue and rise above in the face of, so much suffering yeah and uh and, and so I, I think sometimes um for people when they're when they are going through their own journey sometimes they don't want to know and, no. and that's okay yeah. and, and, that, and that's okay right like they you know they they might they might know like on the surface so maybe they don't want to know details uh and so we've tried to really really respect that like respect mm-hmm. people everybody's in their own process yeah uh but also that you know we're not expecting anyone else from his father's side of the family to change you know to change their their last name or that you know it's less that they do choose to keep to, to keep the last name Manning. Um, um, yeah. but but also be with them as 
you know, if, if they do want to know the story um, of, of the history behind the, the name Manning, um, like being with them as, as processing to the grief, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I think there's a, there's not only a community grief, but there's also a family grief, um, yeah. particularly in Indianapolis, because uh, really with, um, like people would ask Will growing up, oh, are you related to Peyton and Eli Manning or big football players? And it was actually their great grandfather who enslaved Will's family. Oh, yeah. yeah. So to and finding yeah yeah but finding out that fact it it was like a it was a it was like a punch to the gut. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. And 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 the plantation. So yeah. So the guy John Lawrence Manning actually had several plantations. Um, and where my great 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 grandfather was in Virginia, that was one of his plantations. And um, now it's still, even though like chattel slavery, they're, they're, they're still there, and you can go there and their event sites and their yeah. So imagine and like so it's, yeah. Right, right. So, so the history is, is is painful, and so trying to also honor his his family's pain and grief in a way but also that, that no matter what decision they make you know like hey we're you know we still we're, we're, we're choosing to walk in love yeah and honor yeah and yeah. yeah um and 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 really um especially with with um, his older relatives because that's that's hard right like right. Uh, you know they 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 knew it's like oh this is an english last name but maybe not in details but right now that because of what we're able to you know research through genealogical records and then online and like yep. all these resources we now have access to all this information and it's so much right and, mm-hmm. and, and so just really trying to um walk in a lot of grace you know yeah. a lot of grace and patience because the black yeah. experience here is very it's very um don't, what do i want to say nuanced yeah complex. yeah yeah and complex okay. Yeah, and everybody yeah, processes it identity. differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. There's a lot to unpack from there. Thanks thanks for sharing that. And I think you did it at the right time. Because many, I imagine that for most people, there's not that physical evidence left of just what their ancestors suffered. But you have it. Like, it's some place you can go to. And it's just a yeah. constant reminder that, oh my gosh, this this cannot be my history. I have to rewrite it. And you know, I am again. I'm I'm so excited for you guys and just this new path you found yourself because you can you can begin to write your own story. Like the tapestry of your family is just something you can begin to write. You can say this is how we started, and just imagine how much better the story gets from you know from your son and then to your grandson and then great grandson and you know and your children and your your daughters yeah. and all the people they're going to meet. So thanks for being um, for breaking that that chain because i feel like it's it's an impressive chain you broke that you yeah. you have broken a generational chain and and um you know so happy for you guys oh yeah um, and with um sorry um i was gonna say um and with our son i want him to not like have to experience what i've experienced you know as far as you know like this whole process and so for him it's like even though i've gone um, i've gone um i've gone through this fire i mean we both have but uh, but for him i want him to know that like you you come from greatness i want him to know at an early age like from the time that he's born until, you know, well off until he's grown, that this is your heritage, this is your blackness, this is your African history. Like you come from greatness. Like this isn't, you know, a land of like of like savagery and all this. Like uh, life starts on the continent. 
Like we had the mm-hmm. first like civilizations. We we I mean we had the the first inventions. We gave this uh, this world this planet life, and this is you. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I want him to walk through life with that. There's an Nigerian saying that um, a child should not suffer the same thing his parents suffered from. Like you shouldn't, your exactly. children shouldn't suffer twice. And you've just spoken like a Nigerian parent. Look at you. You're the walking <laughs> in that line. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You cannot, you cannot deny that. Um, I'm going to round of my questions just so I can give the audience a chance to ask questions and then when I, we go into the name naming ceremony portion of it so Dr. Wuchiko, Amy and Angela please get ready um, I, I talked earlier on about just some of the things I took for granted being an immigrant here and in talking to my African American friends I was able to you know listen more and lean into those conversations and how I can share Africa with them you know as for my part of the world and just, you know, what it means like to have a home and know where my ancestors are from and know a story and even encourage them to go get their DNA ancestry done and doing things like this, like connecting them to communities that might not, that might preclude me as a person because Nigeria is so, you know, heterogeneous. But knowing that, oh, there's a place like that. I can connect with somebody from that, you know, country and all that. So for those who might be listening, how can Africans, you know, help you? I know you've talked a deal about TJ. But how can we be allies in this conversation about racial reconciliation? Because I know we take we take a lot of things for granted. And for me, personally speaking, and even humbly speaking, I've had to repent on some of the things I inherited. Because I didn't experience um, African-American um, people initially. I met them through the media. And I was fed with so many, you know, they were the gangs, the thugs, the ones the, the ones with the baby mamas. They were the villains, you know, until um, Wesley Snipes' um, Blade came out that I knew that a black man could be a hero, a hero of the movie. Before yeah. then, they were just the people you wanted to get rid of at the end of the movie and, you know, laugh with the white man. Hey, we've, you know, we've vanquished the scores, the scores of the earth and all that. Um, but moving here, I was pretty humbled that, oh my gosh, you know, even the names we, we grew up hearing about, you know, African-American, I've had to repent of that. So that's it. How can we help? How can we keep this going? Because... As a black as a black people, regardless of where you are and where you're from, we still experience so much discrimination, and it's right. so, it's such a laughable thing that we're still divided. You know, this us versus them. You know, it's Africans and the African Americans. A cop yeah. wouldn't care if they arrested you or stopped you. You know, stopped your car. They don't care if you're black or an African princess. Mm. To them, you just you know, it's just that. <laughs> exactly. And then you here here you are with your African bride. You know who I am. They don't care. So how can we right. lean into that conversation? How can we be allies? How can we be like that Harriet Tubman to show you the past? And how can we help in, in the journey of self-discovery for, for you, for people like you? I think um, um, knowing first and foremost that that we are different. Co- I mean, that, that, uh, that us the people, we're not a monolith. Like we're different cultures and we're different um, like sections, you know, but like we're the same as far as like the diaspora. And so, you know, my experience is yours and yours is mine in regards to like us being like as a whole black, but at the same time, knowing that like we've experienced like trauma, like colonialism, racism in different, you know, ways. And um, and knowing that like hearing our stories, understanding us going beyond just the headlines, the media, you know, talking with African-Americans and understanding that like we didn't come we didn't come here on our own, like we came, you know, against our will. 
And so we had no choice but to be here. And we had to like create our own culture here, our own culture, like just as a people. And even like knowing that like, we're not, even though, I mean, like, even though we've been disconnected from the continent for so many years, there were things that we, that, that we have here in the U.S. that we've never, that, that, that have, that have, um, that have preserved. Uh -huh. So like for, for example, so the ritual of like pouring out a drink for those like passed on, like that's from West Africa. Um, you know, you see it like in churches with like the line dancing, you know, you know, like how, like you know, you the dancing and like the tambourines like that comes from the continent. And so even though we've been, we, yeah, so even though we've been, even though we've been disconnected for years, there's still things that have preserved through colonialism, that have, that have like preserved through slavery, that have, that have, that have preserved through, you know, racism and the continued racism. And so, and just um, walking with us, you know, when, you know, when, when, a, when a tragedy happens, like reading our stories, um, and not just when a tragedy happens, but just in general, but like, especially mm -hmm. when that stuff happens, like being, being foot soldiers with us, you know, like walking mm -hmm. with us, you know, like uh, and mm -hmm. protesting with us because racism is, it's an American problem. It's, it's a um, it's a system, but it's also global in regards mm -hmm. to the black experience here so and abroad. True. So true. I like that. It's an American problem. It's also a global problem. Um, I'm going to leave it now for the audience. Um, anyone in the chat wants to ask questions, you can unmute and ask questions uh, um, before we go into the naming ceremony. But why am oh anyone? Did I hear anyone about me today? While I'm still waiting for um, someone to ask me, when do you, do you have any plans to visit Nigeria anytime soon? And what thing is going to be like for you, just being there? I really want to visit sometime soon. Um, just got to understand, or not understand, but like, um, you know, with like funds, you know? We we want to go within the next five years. Okay. Ed. And and uh, um, I, uh, we might need to wait a little bit because we'll have a newborn. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> international, yeah. international travel might be tough, but not just uh, like we we want to um, be able to go. And uh, I haven't thought about living on the continent, you know, but uh, specifically like Nigeria. Um, I want to live, you know. I mean, if I can't live, then just visit, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Maybe starting with a visit and then, you know, build your ties and then you can always decide where you want to go. Um, but even if it's going to be in the next five years, whatever help you need, just let us know. And we're more than happy to help, you know, facilitate that as well. Because, you know, this is exciting. And, you know, so, so, so happy for you guys. Um, any questions from the audience? Um, Amy, Dr. Wichiko, Pastor Peterson, yeah, I don't I don't know that I have questions, but more about appreciation, right? For them, you know, coming to um tell their story. And just like you, right? It was a lot of cultural humility. I had to unlearn and um relearn a lot of things. And I guess this was so exciting for me to come on here because, you know, um genetics is my specialty, right? So I'm always talking to my students about 23andMe and ancestry, oh, okay. hearing somebody who really, you know, went through the process and identifies themselves as 
Igbo or has found that identity is even more exciting for me. And I know that there's just something about identity, right? Even though as Christians, we are, we have our identity in Christ, but there's also something about your genealogy because, you know, the Baptist is this person was the son of this and the son of that and the son of this yeah, and the son of that. Exactly. So there's always just something about your genealogy. I don't think God wants us to be left, you know, fatherless, right? On earth and in heaven. Exactly. And so... I I really appreciate that both of you came, you know, to tell um, this story. And I think you chose, you know, the appropriate name, I'll tell you, knowing what it does it mean. So, yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Ochiko. Look at that, uh, Professor Jivitis, Alphanokojinovic. So, Amaomi, Amy, any questions? Angela said no questions. Amaomi, I've seen your comments. Amy, do you have any questions or thoughts? You're muted. Can you hear you if you're trying to talk to me? Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, coming from someone who was born in Nigeria and moved over to the United States for a long time, I've met people who um, wanted to know where they're from because, you know, they know about the whole slavery process. And it's mind-blowing to find most mm-hmm. of them tell me, like, the basics or oh, I'm like, 25% this and 10% that and the other, but it's just really interesting to find someone or people who have narrowed it down to a particular tribe in their country. So I applaud you for that. And I hope that moving forward, you know, you get to experience all you want to experience about the culture and the continent as a whole. Yeah, because... Yeah, because I love Nigeria and um and I'm learning I'm I mean so I'm barely like scratching the the other surface as we speak. Um but um just knowing more, um, immersing myself more in the culture, but um but also too, yeah, like the continent as a whole too. I mean there are like several several like there are like several other countries that I want to visit and experience, like Ghana, uh, Cameroon, Ethiopia, Egypt. Um just knowing more, if it makes sense. There you go. Thank you so much, Amy, for that. And Pastor Peterson, did you have a question, Corinne? Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's so exciting to hear uh, uh, the Ibanisha, I would say. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm glad for him to have, I mean, for both of them, really, to have been able to identify where they are from and and also to have um, a generation coming behind with their son. <laughs> um, I really desire personally that all the Black Americans, our beloved brethren, will be able to find out where they are. In fact, I had a meeting, a Zoom meeting today, you know, uh, um, so, well, with a Black American who, who lives in UK. And she said um, her brother lives here in America, but though she's in UK herself, but that they've been able to find out that uh, 23% of their uh, DNA indicates they're from Nigeria. <laughs> she got so excited about that. And um, I mean, she's like, okay, you talking to me, you are my, possibly you are my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's something exciting. I really look forward to 
you know, that identity to, to really have a sense of belonging and for us all to be able to relate as one. Because like you said, you never knew how dark you are until you came here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's so funny. You know, but uh, where we are, we are from. We don't know. We don't care what your color is because we all know that we are all black. <laughs> but when you come here, you then know that yeah, black is different from black. I mean, you know, you really have to find your identity. So I'm so glad for you all and. Um, we look forward to a bright future and know that things will get much, much, much better. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Pastor Peter Singh, for that. Thank you so much. Now we're just going to move into the... Um, I don't know if you had any comments, William or Haley, before we go into the naming ceremony, Pastor Nabil. Uh Thank you for this opportunity. Um, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we're, we feel just very honored to, humbling too. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and, and then also for connection, right? So you were asking like, oh, what are things that people can do and um, creating opportunities for connection is, um, it is I think one of, the, one of the best ways to support and help um, in, in this restoration process um, mm-hmm. for families. And so thank you so much just for um uh, your invitation, but also um, uh, just, just connecting, you know, connecting people and um, uh, yeah, it's a beautiful start for both of us and our families. Yeah. Um, I know from me. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead, please. Go ahead. I was just going to, yeah, just with all this, I mean, it's a lot to take in in, in, in the best way. And just like being like resting in the confidence that like this is my heritage and this is my history and that I don't have to feel ashamed I don't have to feel you know like I don't belong quote unquote but I do because God says so and this is my bloodline too and um just with you know with my wife you know and our son you know because he's going to be you know because he is Igbo and he's also um he's also indigenous Mexican and so it's <laughs> yeah I appreciate you and thank you for having me on the show my name you're welcome I, this is thank you for honoring um, the invitation I've been trying to get you on since 2018 I think <laughs> But yeah, like, when I saw your last post, I'm like, no, like this is a this is a sign. I'm gonna drag you here. You have to be here. But more importantly, <laughs> just the vulnerability of just you know talking about your story. And I also want to even sound a word um a word of caution to those who might be wanting to explore this. Please do it in a safe safe manner because not everybody out there will have your interests at heart. And I don't want to pile wounds upon wounds, you know, upon wounds. Yeah, reach out to people in a very um, make sure you get the solution before you open up. So that way you don't get hurt. Because some people are still working in different, you know, phases of life. They're on a different journey. They might look like the people you want to connect with, but they might not be the right people for you. But that said, you know, I'm glad this worked out. And, you know, whatever questions you have, whatever ways that we can help on the podcast to keep, you know, getting involved in those communities, there's, there are no stupid questions. You're one of us now. You know, I would even do this with someone I don't know. How much more for a brother? So 
this is nothing. And I'm I'm glad, you know, it's it's happening for you. And so welcome home, brother. And I'm gonna <laughs> pass it on to my elders, um, Amy and Angela and Dr. Uchiku, the evils in the in our midst to conduct the naming ceremony. And yeah, so this is the part I keep my mouth shut and learn from the people. <laughs> All right. Just take it. Um Dr. Uchiku, do you wanna leave the charge? Thank you. <laughs> Um, I'm thinking the princess that oh. you want to from him. Angela. The- Angela is a reluctant <laughs> Angela, princess Angela, Loa. <laughs> Sorry? Yes. Well, I've never been to one. Say again? I've never been to Oh, really? Okay. So she's, 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 she's the, the last one. She's the last one. She. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doctor, would you help us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a born, but I have many nephews, nieces, cousins that are younger. Mm-hmm. So okay, I think um, I think Amy know. can also help. Amy is the first. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, in where I'm from, what we do is we say a prayer. Right. Um, she said she shared it out in the meeting because I'll tell you, this is part of culture, right? In terms of, I guess the others can also bear me witness. We don't do like naming ceremonies like that, right? But we do like uh, consecration, right? Many times because the Igbos were, or rather as a result of, again, colonialism, we're either Anglicans or Catholics. So we're very churchy people. <laughs> so we don't have um like traditional naming rights uh in that sense however what happens with us is every name you know is imbued infused with meaning and the same for you too but i feel like for us we come into this world with the idea that everyone has their own day you know destiny right i wouldn't call it deity because that looks like a god a mini god but it's the idea when you hear chi, it means that that person has a destiny that they're here to fulfill and that sounds like the destiny goes with you, right? So your chi is following you. And we have a saying that comes that, you know, when you wake up is when your chi wakes up, right? Like when your chi would agree with the time that you come into um, living and being. And so for you, I feel like, recognizing that you wanted to be a dosium, right? So your chi went with you. So what we're trying to do here is just honor the sanctity of that name and bless it for you and for Haley, right? Haley? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So um, I think that would be it, right? And so we will say something like, you know, uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, for those who are Catholics, for those who are, you know, of the ancient traditional, whatever, they will kind of come, they'll pour libation um, to the gods. And basically we would say that may your chi go with you, that may your chi agree with you, which means that may your destiny, what has been destined for you from the beginning, may your path align with that. Right. So I think that's basically what we're trying to do here. Right. So that means God has finessed it. He has prepared it. He has made it, you know, beautiful. Right. And I feel like that's what you've entered into. 
So that's, you know, your naming ceremony. I told you that you picked the right name. So <laughs> so it's Chi Edozim. Yes. Wow. If you wanted to, what, you there know, you go. can say Edozim. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. But now saying yeah. I did it. But ideally it's Chuku Dozier or Chi Dozier or Chi Edozim. Like that. Uh, and I'm putting all this in the chats, by the way. Um, I when I send the recording, I'll send the chats to you as well, so that way you can have the text and the spelling mm. of everything. Oh, that is that is deep, the chiku part of it, because I didn't I didn't think about that. Thank you, thank you for that. So we can we can do a prayer, um, if you don't mind, and yeah, is that mm-hmm. okay with you guys? Um, Haley and William. Is that okay yeah. to do a prayer? Um, we're, yeah, we're we're mm-hmm. we're a little overwhelmed. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so blessed to be a part of this. So mm-hmm. this is this is beautiful to see. This I wish yeah. it was in person. We'll have just gone ho- like hugs around the room. So I'm sending you guys virtual hugs, virtual hugs. <laughs> Should I say it in Igbo or should I say it in English? Um, how about you say it in um, Igbo and then Amy can do an English one of it. Is that okay, Amy? All right, thank yeah. you. All right, Doctor, which we can start with Igbo and then we can finish up with the English one. Okay. Nafana, Nawa, Namonso, Chineke, Anyege, Kene, Maka, William, and Haley, Anyege, Zuboe, Kene, Maka, Umwakage, Ibota, Nuwa, Anumakage, Imeka, Hanhu, Ebehasi, Anyege, Kele, Nahaha, Naha, Jesus. Amen. Amen. My in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for William and we thank you for Haley. We thank you for the baby coming forth and the many more children. You'll bless them with you as they desire. Lord, we thank you for bringing them this far, even helping them through the journey of finding their ancestry and tying it with the evil culture. Lord, even as they move forward, we pray that your names speak for them. Edozian means... Chikwidozian means God has ordered our path, or ordered our steps, and I pray that you continue to order your steps in every in every direction they choose to go, even in learning their culture, in developing themselves and raising their kids to understand their faith tied with your religion, that their faith tied with their culture, that you help them and bless them in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow, um, this is beautiful. And um, William and Haley, I, if you have questions or if you'd like to be connected with any of these people here, let me know. Remember I told you about WhatsApp, William? If you're in Nigeria, you got to be on the SAP. Get on the WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a rite of passage, you know. <laughs> you can get all the forwarded prayers and all the forwarded uh, stuff. But seriously, um you have a community now, people who want to envelop you and, and love on you. So reach out and I'll do the introductions if, if you want me to do that. But just want to say thank you uh, on behalf of everyone on the podcast and also thanking the guests, you know, Amy, Angela, Dr. Uchiko, uh, Pastor Peterson, Amomi for being on the show today and 
also for healing. You know, you could be resting and just getting ready for the big day. You will in here. What a supportive spouse. Thank you so much for working with you. Know, I have a question. Sure, sure. Amy, question. So, do you have an evil name? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. We 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 picked the name uh, Isaiah Raphael. So uh, Isaiah means um, uh, the Lord saves, and then Raphael uh, means uh, the Lord heals. Oh, so, do you have an Igbo name? Would you want an Igbo name? I think that's what Amy is trying to hint at. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much as um it depends on what you want. So you can tell us something something that or like a sentence that you strongly feel connected to you and then we can try to look for the closest evil name to, to that so it speaks more to you and your family. Yeah. yeah. So can I say something? I'm so it's like we're aligned, Amy, because I was going to say in naming ceremonies, right, you, you pray, but you also give a name, right? So if you were to right. ask what the name that I would give to William, right, before we even talk about Isaiah, it would be Chibuikegi, right, Chibuikim, which means God is my strength, right? Are you in my head? Oh. I just Whoa. thought about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm having yeah. yeah. God is yeah. here. God is here. Uh, yeah. It is yeah. so scary. So. I just thought about that, that if you ever put out the question, does anyone have any idea? I was going to say that God is my yeah. witness. This is... Yep. is I just had goosebumps. Yeah. Let's put it in the mm-hmm. chat. So that way he's oh. I'll put it in the chat. So that's the name. So you can you can take it and you can give it to Isaiah as well, right? CB1, CB2. So it's Chibui. Chibui Kim. That means God is my strength, right? So God is the strength of your, you know, and your portion for him. Oh my goodness, yeah. And it complements the last thing too. God, God lights my path. My goodness, that's... <laughs> that means, like, I, I mean, do not know what to say. I am so dumbfounded. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Angela, for breaking it down. Chibu, Ikem, that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe what happened. I have to take it. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's crazy how, how they aligned. <laughs> this, was, oh, this was meant to be. This was meant to be. This was meant to be. Should we give Heli a name? You know, so I'll tell you in Igbo culture as well, they name the wives based on things that attributes, right? That are assigned to the husband and so you say something like which means he she that looks like her husband or she that is so similar to her husband or you say you know which means the husband's honor right so you can have a a spouse name if you choose to so so what so like anyone yeah, was sorry. saying you have to tell us what you want to ascribe then you you will find the sentence um for you mm-hmm. right so should we ask um, William that or do, I think William would be would be nice to ask that like how does he like what's one word he would use to define Haley I'm sure that mm-hmm. might be hard to answer because I imagine she has a lot of great mm-hmm. attributes yeah so as an example Akadia will be her husband's help right her husband's right hand and so you say, you know, what else? 
uh what else amy do you know I, i've forgotten it's keeping my mind but oyiridia ugodia akadia enyidia enyidia is the husband's friend right oh. so you can see d yeah. is husband so you're just saying that's something like, that you know, the wife like, that's not like a title right title, that's yeah. not like can, that's not like a name was i know it's, 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 it's a name then she can decide on a title yeah. so that I'll like between both of them or something yeah that's true Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's an euphemism I'll call I'll call it yeah, but it's something yeah. that most times that becomes the wife's that becomes what people know the wife as the right? wife so, has, uh, yeah you leave your name and everybody calls you you know Ugodia Enyidia you know Omasiridia um, Omasiridia is she whom her husband desires right so yeah yeah that one that one that one that one So, Haley, is there anyone that speaks to you, like, or maybe William? Anyone of the names that speak to you? Mm-hmm. Or you want to think about it and ask later? Uh huh. <laughs> so it's not overwhelming. We can do that. We can. We She can... is um because I know her connection to the Holy Spirit is very, very unique. She's like her wisdom goes beyond borders. Like her discernment goes beyond borders. Mm-hmm. Um, she like she's like the word resilience comes to mind. Resilience, is resilience, strength. resilience is strength. So husband strength. Mm-hmm. So what's that one? Oyinginibo. The husband's strength. The husband's right hand. Mm-hmm. Like the husband's helper. Like the Holy Spirit. I, I, I like I like the husband's right hand or the husband's helper because because even. Um, Before we were dating, mm-hmm. like uh, he, um, we we would call each other for prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and and we would we would talk with each other just about what the Lord was doing, mm-hmm. um, how we could pray for each other, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, <laughs> he he then started calling me more, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, when he started calling me more, I, I started thinking, I think. relationship with the Holy Spirit and what's the Holy Spirit than our helper, right? Our so, friend. Our friend. In Yudia, that's it. Oh, we are in this I'm so excited. In Yudia. In Yudia. And finally, we need to give Isaiah a name. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like, I, I think uh, we have a, I wonder if we're able to share the picture. Okay. Because he looks just like his dad. Oh, so how do you call know. a child like his dad? Like, only, only, oh, my friend actually called me that some days ago. Let me see if I can bring it. I shared a picture of my dad, and then she said, "Oh, you look so much like my dad." And I'm like, "Sure, every girl wants to hear that." Oh, you mean Naya, right? Oh, you mean Naya. She called me Onyin Naya or Onyin Naya. Yes, yes. Onyin Naya. Oh, Onyin Naya. 
Yeah. So see, you could have any. So she and Haley will kind of have the same. So any Naya is the father's friend. Oyuri Naya is he who looks like the dad. So from if you are saying he looks so much like his dad, then Oyuri will be his name. Oyuri Naya. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, mm-hmm. this is, this yep. sounds amazing. I know, right? If you click in the chat. Oh, wait, or, do you want to share a screen? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can share. Let me share a screen. Okay, this is William. This is William. It's the nose. It's the face. Knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, that, that would be his name then. Right, that's kind of how it's, um, you know. And I'm gonna um, project it for those that might be watching this on Facebook, so they can see what we're looking at. That's the screen. That is beautiful. Okay, so the names have been settled. <laughs> this is beautiful. India. Yeah. Thank so you. welcome to the rich culture. Like I feel like. All of this is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think because there's been, I mean, the Igbo's history in Nigeria has been touched with so many resilience, which you have, you know, you're, so you're entering into a legacy of just conscious resilience. They're a group that have, you know, fought for that recognition. And sadly, in the recent elections we've had, there's been some anti evil sentiments coming up, very strong verbally and physically as well. But it's amazing how of all the tribes in Nigeria, that's the one God chose for you. So you, you have a lot of, you know, just shared experiences and just knowing what it feels like to belong. And it's such a rich heritage. They're, they're rich in culture. actually love their food. I always say Yorubas, we don't have food. Sorry. The Igbos are <laughs> when it comes to their soups and their, their richness. I know um, Angela might laugh at me because I was, was it Ukazis? What was that thing I was, I was blending the other day? Angela, you can talk about mm-hmm. it now. What was that thing I was blending that you laughed at me that I shouldn't have done it? What was it? <laughs> was it Ukazis Uka- seeds? So, so, you guys, somebody was trying to cook white soup and <laughs> um, um, blended the whole Uda inside it. I was saying I don't know what I told you to do. <laughs> So the long, um, the one yeah. for the long yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the food, the food is the food is great, man, William. So I'm so jealous because I can change my race, you know. I'll try it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in for a wild ride of you know history and cultural richness, and they have a strong sense of belonging. You know, they're always so connected, and it's such a rich heritage. Any part of Nigeria, yes, but particularly the Igbo, because they've had to fight for that. So, anyways, mommy's on the Zoom, okay? Anyways, um, I want to say thank you all, Amy and um, Dr. Uchiko and Angela and um, Dr. Peter, Pastor Peterson and Omoni. Thank you for even, you know, being a part of this and it's gone way better than I thought. And I remember, um, William, you'd be nervous starting this. Uh, how do you feel? Let me check in with you. I know it's probably going to be overwhelming, but I hope it's the positive form of overwhelming. How do you feel just, you know, as a roundup? <laughs> I mean... As you seen earlier, I kind of, you know, broke down because it's been, it was far beyond, like, well, it was, yeah, overwhelming in the best way. Um, I feel honored. I feel welcomed. And I feel like 
I'm I'm a I'm a part, you know, like a part of you know the community, a part of the culture. And I'm <laughs> joy, joy. It's good. It's um, good. Mm. You had mentioned that there was um that there was a professor that wanted to to talk with yes. me or yes, yes, and his so today's his fifth wedding anniversary, and tomorrow is also Mother's Day, so he couldn't be here. Um, I will do that introduction. I'll send an email and do that introduction. And anyone here that is not present on the show, if you ever want to reach out to anyone, um, if you guys don't mind putting your email addresses in the chat, so that way I can compile that and send to William and Haney um, so they can reach out anytime. And for if, for example, you just forget to even you know store these email addresses, just reach out to me. I know these people are very, you know, um, Amy just put her um, email there. They're more than happy to help. So you have such a, yeah, I mean, the emails are flowing in. I'm going to send all of that to you. And just reach out anytime, you know. Um, this is the spirit of the Nigerian community coming to play. Sorry, go ahead with it. Um, I, uh, I don't think I, um, uh, forgive me, I don't think I caught, um, um, oh, it's kind of embarrassing. No, but, um, a- um, with, um, with my name, was it, um, was it said or spoken through or? Yeah, yeah. Chibukim. Yeah. Chibukim. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, Isaiah's or is that fine? Yeah, Isaiah's right there. And I'll I'll do all of that for you. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about that. I'll, oh, okay, okay, put, okay. I'll put the name, the breakdown, and the link to how you pronounce it. I got uh-huh. you. Okay, okay, I got okay. you. Thank you. I got you. I got you. I got you. It, it's going to take a lot of. Don't worry. I understand. You know, I, I got my Korean name, so I know how. How helpful it was to get a breakdown of it and how to say it and also the meaning behind it so I can talk about it. So I got you now. I'm gonna send all of that to you and also the email addresses and I will do that introduction with Dr. Um Kelechi Ibe Lambert, you know. And and just you know, just and then the other person I told you about who runs a tour company in Nigeria, she's evil. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. she's more than happy to be your your ears and your ground. And if you ever want to travel back home. Would love to be a part of that as well. How we can Absolutely, help you? Yes. Just let us yes. know whenever you want. Please, please. Definitely. <laughs> let, let us know. Well, you know, this is this is just gonna be like the culmination of it. You know, so thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Happy Mother's Day, Haley. And okay. to all the moms here. Yes. And to all the moms here and the moms in waiting, the moms to be. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. Thank you all. Thank you all. Have a great rest of your week. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, my goodness. That was just... Look at me just glowing and so excited. This is... Nothing gets better than this. Just finding... Helping people connect to something. Nothing gets better. This is one of the reasons why I love what I do. And thank you for being a part of this. I hope you've enjoyed this episode brought to you by the Merciful Podcast. Catch you guys on another episode of the Merciful Podcast. I am in your host, Merciful. Bye for now. <laughs>